Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Let's talk mozzies and scientists in Brisbane at QIMR Berghofer have helped map the most uh, complete genetic picture of the potentially deadly Aedes aegypto mosquito. Now, that's probably not on the tip of your tongue. A bit of trouble getting it around mine as well. But this um, mosquito is the one that transmits dengue fever, Zika virus, uh, chikungunya and yellow fever, all of these terrible diseases. It's closely related to the tiger mosquito that is rife in Asia and does exactly the same thing. Some of those uh, that have these nasty little stripy legs, they're just they're just nothing but trouble. It is one of the most widespread disease-carrying mosquitoes around the world. It's here in Australia in some numbers in the north. It puts at risk more than half the global population, billions of people. Yep, dengue transmission has been known uh, to be a possibility here in Australia, of course. It, this mosquito indeed is responsible for all of the transmission of dengue that we've had in mainland Australia. They do threaten to invade Brisbane from their existing strongholds in central and northern Queensland. And of course, Australian ports and airports are under constant risk of those mosquitoes arriving from overseas. So to solve that problem would be a massive contribution to world health. It'd be a fantastic thing if you could solve how to stop those mosquitoes from transmitting those diseases. Dr. Gordana Rasik and Igor Filipovic from QIMR Berghofer's Mosquito Control Laboratory in Brisbane are the only Australian scientists that have been involved in a study involving 71 other scientists from seven countries. This is really exciting stuff, and there's been a huge amount of interest in it in this last few days. Dr. Gordana Rasik, welcome to Open House. Thank you very much, Stephen. I think it's fair to say that you've received a huge amount of interest in this, and it's because it's so important, I suppose, isn't it? It is to me, and it has been to a lot of us researchers, but yes, people are fascinated by mosquitoes, and, and this one is particularly nasty and uh, disease-spreading, so it is important. So they have these nasty little stripy legs, don't they? They do. They're pretty recognizable in that way there. Um, the one that we've studied here was the so-called yellow fever mosquito, or mm. the dengue mosquito, mm. but there is another one uh, that is also called the Asian tiger mosquito, which is also a vicious biter. So they are quite recognizable by these stripy legs. So you, how do you set about mapping their genome? Oh, it's a long process. So uh, 10 years ago, uh, there was this first study that, with the technology at the time available, read the genome. So it's finding these letters, A, T, C, G, that make up uh, all the genes in that mosquito. But the technology was limited in the fact that um, this mosquito is very complicated. Uh, a lot of its genome is highly repetitive. And the lead author on this paper, Leslie Washell, uh, used this analogy, which I really like, uh, which is basically saying there's lots of blah, blah, blahs in that region. <laughs> and so uh, it's really hard to uh, to compile a lot of blah, blah, blahs and go over those pages in a book and come to the important pieces. So the, the, the first genome 10 years ago was in more than 4,000 pieces and a lot of genes were missing from it as well and so for us it was very frustrating uh, because we couldn't we would always stumble upon um, these kind of um, basically um, gaps 
and uh, waste a lot of time trying to glue these pieces depending on which part of the uh, biology you're interested in. Mm. And so in 2015, uh, there was this massive Zika outbreak and the scare. Um, we then really realized how hindered we are by the lack of this uh, mm. complete genome. And so Leslie was actually uh, inviting the entire community to join in. So more than 70 people have contributed to, to this um, large study, and each of us had a, a little piece to contribute, really. What is the actual process involved? You're looking at, what, some blood? or t- Tell me exactly what it is that you do to find these missing pieces, name them, and then uh, put that part of the jigsaw puzzle into what we know as the genome uh, really, you can do different things, and now we have a better technology. So, in a sense, you crush the mosquito most of the time. It's either larva or an adult. You extract DNA, and then uh, you are using different technologies. In this paper, we use several different types of DNA sequencing, so-called, to read those letters from the book called Genome. So, um, the longer these um, sequences are, the more... Uh, technology has advanced now to actually read long, long sentences in one go. And so this has enabled us to basically uh, glue these smaller pieces by creating these longer pieces that kind of bridge these little small ones. So it's an iterative process. It takes a long time, especially when you um, sort of uh, end up uh, chasing regions around these blah, blah regions. So it does take a long time in different kinds of um, mathematical solutions and bioinformatical solutions. So it's it's not as easy as you might seem as just reading a book. <laughs> I don't think it's easy at all. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> our guest on Open House is Dr. Gordana Rasik, who's just been part of a team that's published the sequence of DNA of a couple of different types of disease-bearing mosquito. Well, the the hard work is done. The fun comes next. Is, is that how you put it? You've got to work exactly. out now how knowing the DNA can help you to do what precisely? Exactly. So it really depends on what your goal is. Um, we are currently very limited in the way we can control this mosquito. It evolves resistance to pesticides, for example, very easily. So one of the big things is to try to understand which genes make them resistant to which insecticides so that, in essence, we can either create better insecticides Mm. or even create mosquitoes that just can't handle these insecticides. So it's uh, it's a realm of genetic manipulation of these mosquitoes. Other possible domains are creating mosquitoes that are not able to transmit dengue virus, for example. So we now have... uh, a much better tool to look for genes that make some mosquitoes less um, likely to transmit dengue. So if you go to a population of mosquitoes, some of them are going to transmit dengue very easily and some will not. And we really need to understand why is that. So if we can figure out what makes a mosquito resistant to a virus, then we can maybe engineer them to become uh, more resistant, and that means that they will not transmit the virus to us. So we can break the cycle of transmission of viruses in nature. Would that be your aim rather than wiping out the species altogether? 
that's really what is really exciting about this. You can have various solutions to the mm. problem. And I am sure that uh, the global community and all the people affected, which is pretty much half of the human population affected by this mosquito, will not all want the same thing. Um, mm. uh, some will want to get rid of the mosquitoes. Some will say, well, we don't want to disrupt the ecosystem. Maybe we just want to make them less uh, dangerous. Mm. So uh, we really need to provide all the possible solutions because we don't know which one is going to be ultimately the most widely used. Well, the beauty of what you've done is that we've now got some more tools that we can use to make those decisions. Absolutely, yes. And we've been in the dark for quite a while. Uh, Technologies now, uh, I don't know if probably most of your uh, listeners have uh, heard about CRISPR, for example, this new technology that allows you to uh, fine-tune what you want uh, to change in a certain gene. So it's like using these precise scissors and cutting genes and putting and gluing pieces in together. So without the actual um, genome like we've created, it's impossible to to do any of that research. So now we've really created a resource for various kinds of experiments. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to all the discoveries (laughs) that are going to be made. I'm sure you are. Godana, just finally, how long have you been working on mosquitoes? Uh, For the last six years. uh, Before that, I was working on very harmless uh, insects like flies. And uh, (laughs) it's very exciting to actually work on a mosquito that uh, brings a lot of attention, I think. (laughs) Well, have you developed a respect for the mosquito? Oh, I love them. Uh, I mean, I know that's something uh, that's very weird to say, but they are so incredibly fascinating, and um, I do respect them a lot. Yes. (laughs) I just wish they wouldn't buzz around my ear at night. Uh, Exactly, yeah. That's the the most annoying part. But at at one point, would you like to hear them and try to avoid them, or they just be a silent killer? So maybe it's better to hear them. (laughs) Yes, you're right. You've shifted my attitude. Good, Donna. Thank you so much for speaking with us. And, hey, congratulations Uh, on what you've done. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Stephen. Gordana Rasik, Dr. Gordana Rasik from QIMR Berghofer, which is the Queensland Institute of Medical Research, Berghofer Medical Research Institute, an Australian uh, medical research institute based in um, Hurston in Brisbane, where you can hear us on 96.5. Hey, 96.5, fantastic result last week from your um, Extra Appeal Day. Well done and thank you. Um, Interesting to note that they've now got some choices about how they would approach those mosquito problems, and that really begs an ethical question, I suppose. What do you do if you end up with the genome of the mosquito? Do you alter their genetic makeup so that you wipe them out, so that you change them, so that you effectively evolve them, so that they can't pass on diseases? These are all good things. Well, some are better than others. If you wipe out one species, then you don't know what the consequences are going to be. Always an ethical question to ask. And um, for us as Christians, I think we always need to go back to uh, great and good biblical principles to find really good answers. But it's fantastic that our scientists are now providing us with tools to do new things that can totally benefit mankind. Do you know that um, the WHO, the World Health Organization, says that mosquitoes are one of the deadliest animals in the world. They cause millions of deaths every millions of deaths every year. Mosquitoes, millions of deaths. And Queensland Health has confirmed that four dengue outbreaks have happened in Queensland since 2017. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.